You know the most glorious thing is when you realize how easy everything is in God. I find so many people struggle. They struggle because they were taught wrong. And in God, there's never a struggle. In God, everything is easy. Turn to the person next to you say, it's so, so easy. Tonight I'm going to find out how easy. See, people always make it complicated. The devil's plot is to deceive you. That's why the devil, he, he can only lie. Hey, I've got news for you. The devil's in trouble. Hmm? The devil's in, he's got a problem. It's us. And he's got a big problem because the truth sets everyone free. It's not deliverance, you don't need that. Uh, I was talking to someone this afternoon and I said to them, you know, <laughs> like I say to so many people, no self-respecting demon would live in you. Uh, <laughs> uh, grow up. You know, it's nice to blame the devil, but hey, it's not the devil. He's going to have a big complaint when he gets to heaven. He'll say, God, you know, those Christians down there kept blaming me for things I never did. I wasn't there. I didn't say it. I didn't do it. And they kept saying it was me. And, and it's terrible to think. Um, Thank God the commandment is, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, because every Christian seems to take the name of the devil in vain. They, oh no, the devil made me do it. No, he didn't. I tell people, you don't need help from the devil. You're a big enough devil yourself to sin. You don't need any help. Uh, and, and it's not the devil. It's you. You're your problem. Jesus came to set you free. That's a wonderful thing. And it's so, so... Huh? Easy. And so I just want to talk about it. Hey... Just want to explain it to you simply. Go back to um, Hebrews 11, where Bishop was talking about it this morning, and, and something struck me. You know how things strike you. Um, uh, and I, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. And, and, and approach it from a kind of different angle. Uh, and just open your ears and listen. It says this in verse 3 of Hebrews 11, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. How do we understand it? Through faith. How about that? Through faith, we understand. Now, I know a lot of people don't understand that um, the worlds were framed by the word of God. Uh, 
They've got a, a cockeyed idea about evolution and explosions. Well, I don't. I, I, actually, through faith, I believe what God says. Because I think God was there at the time. Amen? Uh, no one else was there, were they? Yeah, the devil was there and all the angels were there, weren't they? But we weren't there. Man wasn't there. And understanding, I mean, they come up with new theories every so often. Oh, this happened, that happened. You know, there was a big explosion. Now they've got black holes out in space. I wish people who want to talk about them and drop into them. And, but through faith. It's by faith that we understand. I, I can understand a lot by faith, and I can get confused by science. Huh? Understanding comes by faith. And so many people want to have everything explained, but, but I don't need an explanation. I just know that God said it, and that's good enough for me. If he'd said he created heaven and earth in six days, that's fine. If he said six seconds, that's fine. If he said one second, that's fine. I don't have a problem. Why? Well, I, I happen to be a Christian. I don't care. I really, I just know what I know. I know what God says. That's what I understand. And the rest that I don't know is just theory that man makes up because he has to have an explanation. But I find if you live by faith, you don't need explanation. You believe. And belief is sufficient for me. Faith is sufficient for me. I don't need to. I understand. See, I understand it because in Genesis chapter 1, it tells me how it happened. And I happen to believe that what God says is right and what man says is wrong. Let God be true in every manner. Well, I, I'll tell you something about Sundays. When I went to school 200 years ago, they taught me that the smallest particle of anything was an atom. Oh, that's what I believe. They, it was a law. They told me. And then they split the blithering thing. And all of a sudden, there was all molecules and... They changed everything, but I grew up with belief. Man was telling me, oh, it's this way. And then they suddenly turned around and said, oh, well, actually it isn't. And then they got microscopes and they could look, and they suddenly said, hey, uh, well, actually, and they changed all their laws. And science changes every, every few years. They find something new and they say, well, it's this way, it's that way. But the word of God stands sure, it never changes. And what God said is true. I'm a believer. I understand it because God said it. And that's good enough for me. I've never had any problem since the day I got filled with the Holy Ghost that what God said is right. And what man thinks is wrong. But how do we get this faith? Well, it's in Romans chapter 10.
Romans chapter 10. And it says in verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, in Romans 10, shall be saved or healed. Whichever you want. Now, calling on the name of the Lord brings healing. And then it goes on to say, But how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard. Well, how are they going to do it? And how shall they hear without a preacher? You know, God sometimes asks, and in his word, Paul puts it down when he writes the Romans, he says, well, how's it going to happen? I, I meet a lot of people with how-to books. How to do this, how to do that. Usually, uh, the books where people write about how to have got it all wrong. It's a method. And methods don't work, because methods never have worked. God does what God does when God wants to do it. End of story. He does it the way he wants to do it, when he wants to do it, and he doesn't seem to care what man's methods are. I've met a lot of people who can explain to me all methods of doing things, but I find God will violate them all. If he wants to do something, he'll violate every method. How shall they hear without a preacher? Do you want to know how they hear without a preacher? I'll tell you how. When I got converted, God spoke to me in an audible voice, and I turned to see who it was who spoke with me. He just couldn't find someone close enough to talk to me, so he talked to me himself. Changed my life. So I, I don't... I, God's God. You say, well, he shouldn't have done that. No, I guess not. Go and tell him. See if he'll come. <laughs> you know, people say, oh. But that's how it happened for me. I was real. What? But when Paul writes the Romans, he, he starts asking these questions. He said, hey. How can they call on him? How can you call on someone who you don't believe in? You can't. How do you believe in him if you haven't heard of him? You can't. How shall they hear without a preacher? You can't. Well, when God hadn't got a preacher, he preached himself. You know, when God came to Abraham, he didn't need a preacher. He came and spoke with Abram. And God, you know, God, God's a good preacher. Amen. You know, you know the people say, oh, you go. I've seen people get healed, get delivered in all sorts of wrong ways. One time a woman, she suffered from terrible angina. She couldn't hardly walk, breathe, and she was in terrible pain. And... 
she opened the Bible and she, it fell open, Ezekiel 36, verse 24, a new heart also shall I give you. She leapt out of her chair, she ran up the stairs shouting hallelujah, and she was completely healed. It didn't mean that. <laughs> but she got it. So how does God do that? Well, God's God. Now I know there's great spiritual giants who, you know, you don't want to, you shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. I've seen God do things he shouldn't do because God's God. But there are some principles, he says, hey, look, there's a principle here. And these principles work until God decides to violate them. And there are certain things that just have to be. But they're not cast in stone. He gives us a heart of flesh, see? And goes on. <laughs> and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. You know, there's, you've got to obey the good news. That's one thing I've found is so important, obedience. If you want anything from God, you have to obey. And when you hear the good news, it, it demands obedience. You're here tonight, you need a miracle. <laughs> it's easy. Obedience is a prerequisite. His complaint was not anything other than this, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Their preachers come along, and the only problem with the people is disobedience. You've got to obey. doesn't say unbelief, he says disobedience. And it's so important to understand the only problem you ever have in your life is disobedience. The reason things go wrong, disobedience. God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey him. And whenever he speaks, there's power in the word for you to obey. It's a creative word always. When God speaks, it's creative. He said, let there be light, and there was. When he tells you to do something, there's power in that word for you to do it. So then, verse 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You know, the faith that comes, it comes by hearing. Faith comes. It just comes. Funny how faith comes. Comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Someone gets up and they begin to say what God's saying. And they begin to share. And faith, that's the way it comes. A miracle comes when faith comes. Faith comes through hearing. Then the miracle happens. The miracle happens because he sent forth his word and it heals. The word gets inside and it happens. 
I remember years ago, Ruth and I went off to Ghana. And while we were in Ghana in, in Swedra, a cripple was carried. And they carried this cripple, this woman, on a bed. They carried her. I think it was something like five miles. Uh, and four men carried this woman. And she was, you know, she wasn't light. Let's put it like that. Uh, she wasn't hungry either. You could see that. And they'd carried her all the way and they put her at the front of the meeting. Just sitting there, blind there, on the front of the meeting. Um, she was in a bad way. See, and, and I saw her, I preached the gospel, just the good news, Jesus died, he's risen. He took your sin and my sin into his own body on the tree. Third day rose from the dead. He took my diseases, my sicknesses, your sicknesses. Hey, he defeated every devil, every demon, every gobbledygook. He broke every curse. He became a curse. Everything's dealt with on Calvary's tree 2,000 years ago. It's all finished. Your disease is finished. Your sickness is You know, the normal gospel. Uh, and... These four men were sitting around this woman, making sure she was okay. And then I said, well, if you really want to come and respond to this Jesus, all you need to do is just rise up right now and come forward. So she did. She just got straight up and walked forward. And these four men who carried her were furious. They just carried her five miles, struggling in the heat. And they suddenly discovered she could walk. They did not appreciate their journey. They didn't realize what had happened. God had just healed her. See, when I said come, she obeyed. Obedience, miracle. She obeyed the gospel. And that's all you have to do. Miracles aren't any great deal. They're normal. So easy. The problem is getting people to obey. When you come to them with the good news, the hard thing is get people just to obey. Jesus said, if anyone comes, I'll in no wise cast him out. So what's your problem? easy. Over in, over in um, Venezuela this time, there were people, cripples, in their wheelchairs. When I made an appeal to come forward, one woman decided, old woman, she hadn't walked for, I don't know, two or three years, stuck in a wheelchair, legs all swollen up with kind of elephant things. She heard the gospel. I said, if you want to receive Christ, she just got out of a wheelchair, walked to the front, looked down, and her legs weren't the way they were before. She obeyed the gospel. A lot of people, they've got all sorts of bondages in their lives, all sorts of fears and anxieties. All you've got to do is decide whether you want to live with them or you want to walk out of them. Simple as that. Hey, 
Tonight is simple. Music and miracles. You've heard the music. Miracles are easy. They're the easy bit. Hard bit's the music. Someone's got to sing in tune. The easy bit's sharing the gospel. It's good, isn't it? Good news. And it's not complicated. I'm no healer. I'm no deliverer. I know someone who is. His name is Jesus. And he lives in me. And he's good. It's obedience. We saw a lot of beautiful miracles in Venezuela. Uh, people just healed wherever they were. I told you the story, or my wife did this morning, of the man, uh, there was a man who came, his knee, he'd had two or three operations on his knee, couldn't walk anymore. His knee had locked up, there nothing they could do. His leg was all twisted. And he got to the meeting, and when I said come forward, he came forward, and as he came forward, he suddenly realized his twisted knee wasn't twisted no more. I was standing there, stamping his foot, bending his leg up. Hey, he was normal. Now, how did God do it? I don't know. How does God do anything? I don't know. Shall I tell you something? I've found out it's by his word. That's how I understand it. You see, by faith I understand. I, I remember a woman, I went to a church in London, uh, and this woman came up and she, arm oh, all twisted up. I said, what's wrong with you? She said, well, I was near hostess and I fell coming out of a plane, she said, and I crashed down, and it shattered my elbow, and it shattered my arm, she said, and they put bolts, and they put plates in it, and now it's like this, she said, and they told me, that's the end of my job, and I love my job, and I want to go back to my job, and she said, but I can't, and I, her arm was all up like that, she said, I, I won't be able to use it again, and physiotherapy's not going to help, and so what do you think? Can God do something for me? I said, no problem. So give me your hand. And so she put her. I'll tell you what God will do. He'll straighten it for you. She said, you don't understand. She said, got bolts and plates in it. I said, that's no problem. Here, give me your hand. And so, as she moved forward, I just took hold of it and pulled. Her arm just came out straight. I said, now bend it. She bent it like that. And my, she said, it's healed. I said, sure it is. Now, you say, well, what happened to the plates and the bolts and the nuts? I don't know. I don't know. But I know, by faith, the worlds were framed. And I'm a believer. He can do everything. Do I have an explanation? None. Do I understand it? No. Every time God does a miracle, I understand less. I don't know how he takes the cancer out. I don't, I've often wondered what happened to her nuts and bolts. I think, God, what do you do with them? 
I mean, did the angel whip in and nick him out through her fingernails? I don't know. Are they still there? I don't know. What I do know is she was perfectly healed and she went back to her job. God's God. And he's wonderful, isn't he? And he's here. So, say I suffer from depression. Christians can't have depression. Impossible. From the day I got born again, I've never been depressed because I've got a saviour. His name is Jesus. Have I walked through difficult times? Yeah, but it's not depressing. Because I know that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I never sit down in it. And it's only a shadow. It's not real. Devil's a liar. God's true. Life's good. God's on my side. I, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think it's wonderful. Tonight, everything can change for you. Everything. How? By faith. By faith, I understand the worlds were framed. If God can make heaven and earth in six days, don't he, you think he could sort out your piffling little problem in a second? I mean, if you consider the world, you consider everything in the world, every plant. Can you imagine this great creator of heaven? He, he, he did everything. Created every animal. Could you imagine when he was thinking about it, you know, the giraffe with a long neck, a hedgehog all prickly. I mean, everything. Dogs. Six days, all over, done. And man, God's God. So what's your problem? I mean, he just spoke it. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing the word. That's it. It's easy. Very easy. Lots of people say to me, oh, well, the devil, devil. Devil, 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 devil. Well, let me deal with the devil once and for all. Turn with me to Colossians. Colossians. chapter 2 you'll find this word it says verse 8 beware now when God puts a beware sign up you need to beware and there's only one thing you've got to beware of he explains it when God says beware beware there's things you want to avoid lest any man spoil you 
through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments, the elements of the world, and not after Christ. Don't, don't let anyone come along with their traditions, their, their ideas, their stupidities. Don't, don't let someone spoil you. When Paul wrote to the Colossians, he said, hey, look, there are people always with, with ideas and traditions, but it's not after Christ. Christ, Christ is different. I've met people who have this idea, preachers especially, engender this idea that, you know, Lazarus came forth out of the tomb and he had to say to people, loose him and let him go. There you are, you see. People come out of, into new birth and they need the grave clothes taken off. But of course, Lazarus died. You've not been to tea with Lazarus, have you? He died, didn't he? See, he wasn't in resurrection life. Jesus is our model. We were buried with him, not with Lazarus. Don't ever listen to a preacher who talks that rubbish about coming out with grave clothes. I want to tell you what happened when my Jesus rose. Why? When he rose up and the power of God, he folded up his own grave clothes, laid it down, laid the napkin separate, and he walked straight out. Later on, the angels knocked the stone away so the women could go and have a look inside. But I want to tell you, Jesus didn't need the stone knocked away. When he came out in resurrection, he had a glorified body, could walk straight out. He didn't need someone to get him out the tomb. Silly people. He didn't need someone to loose him, did he? Hmm? And that's what we have. When we get born again, we're risen with him. Says so. Look at it. Look, verse 12. We're buried with him in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of who? Of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. Hey, when you come out of death, you come into life. And when you come into life, you come into life by the operation of God. It's not your faith that does it, it's God's faith. It's not your power that does it, it's God's power. And it happened 2,000 years ago. And it can be real for you tonight if you'll just obey. It's that simple. And you... Verse 13, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you what? All trespasses. There's nothing you've ever done in your life that hasn't been dealt with. Tonight it can be as though you never, ever, ever sinned in your life. All trespasses. Gone. Everything, gone. I don't have a past, I have a future. That's it. God blots out everything. He blots out, it goes on, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against it, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. You know, people feel guilty, they feel condemned, they feel unworthy. Well, you are. 
You're a stinking wretch. But it's all been taken out of the way. God dealt with everything you've ever done wrong. The whole lot of it. The whole shebang went bang. And he took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, forgave me all my trespasses. Isn't that wonderful? That's good news, isn't it? You know, there's nothing in the way. Someone said to me this afternoon, I was chatting with some people, they said to me, oh, you know, the devil puts things in your way. He can stop. There's nothing in the way. God took everything out of the way. I got a freeway. I got a highway. It's called holiness. God set me free. Oh, the de- Where, what's the devil? The devil's under my feet. Tell people, that's where it's been put. God put him there, and I wear thick socks so he can't get up between my toes. It's over. God took everything out of the way. The only reason anything's in your way is because you want it there. If you obey the gospel, you can walk free. That's what it's all about. Freedom. Disease, freedom. Sickness, freedom. Bondage, freedom. Sin, freedom. The only reason you're trapped is you want to be. God's taken everything out of the way. Now, if he's taken it out of the way, what's in the way? If he's taken it out of the way, what's in the way? Nothing. It's all dealt with. Is that right? Yeah. If he's forgiven you all your trespasses, are they forgiven? If it's blotted it out, is it blotted out? Yes. If it's taken away, is it out of the way? Yes. So what's your problem? What is your problem? No. You're dead. You are buried with him. Thank God for it. You're buried with him. And you're risen with him. 2,000 years ago it happened. So what's your problem? Nothing. So why do you... So, well, you know... People are always... You don't understand what I've been through. Jesus did it 2,000 years ago. It's done. Every principality, every power, he's the head of them all. King of kings, Lord of lords. There's no devil, no demon, there's no devil over this city. God's dealt with every principality and power, hasn't he? Every devil, demon, gobbledygook, hasn't he dealt with it? He's he's made a show of them openly. Why did he make it open so you would know you've nothing to fear from the devil? If the devil came around, the only thing you'll ever see is his backside. Because my Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. He's petrified of a Christian who's filled with the Holy Ghost. He knows he's in trouble. 
The moment you turn up on the scene, he is going. The only time you ever find a devil in the church is when the pastor comes in and gets up at the beginning of the church service and binds the devil. And he binds demons. Now they can't even get away. They've tied them up. So next week they come and say, oh, we had the devil in the church. Yeah, they did. They tied him up from last week. He hadn't been able to escape yet. Such silly thinking. And I think somehow they're being great people. You know, if you want to get rid of someone, don't tie them up. They'll stay there. Resist them, they flee. Glory to... It's easy, isn't it? Hmm? People don't think. You think right. Every principality, every power dealt with. Amen? Jesus has conquered everything. So what's your problem? Taking everything out of the way. Forgiving you all your sin. Dealt with all your diseases. Well, what's your problem? Well, what can be your problem? You haven't got one, have you? Huh? Oh, God, I just want to bother you now. I want to tell you, Lord. And then people start praying, Lord, do this, Lord, do that. And God says, I can't do it. I've already done it. Please, Lord, deliver me. So don't be stupid. You're not bound. Oh, well, I don't feel delivered. Well, it's about time you started believing God and obeying the gospel. Live like a delivered one. I've been set free. He did it. Oh, but, 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 but. I feel so, I feel so. I feel fine. I'm happy. He lives in me. I'm alive. He's a good God. Took everything out. I, people say, when, when you come into the presence of God, don't you feel bad? No, I feel good. I like, I, but you see, the trouble is I don't come into his presence. That's my trouble. Never. I live in it. You only have to come into his presence if you walked out of it. Hey, God lives in me. You want to know where God is? I'll tell you, right in here. I know where God is. I never seek him because he doesn't get lost. I know exactly where he is. So I've got to seek the Lord. Stupid, I don't seek him. I know where he is. He lives in me. And if Christ be in you, you know it says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And if you've got the creator of heaven and earth living in you, what's your problem? Hmm? Hello? It's good news, isn't it? Hey, we've got God on our side. Devil's in trouble. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, if you're not born again, and you, you can't be born a Christian because you were born a Christian parents. You've got to be born again, Jesus said. You've got to have a a real regeneration experience. You can't grow up a Christian. There's no such thing as that. You must be born again, a water and the spirit. 
You've got to be born from above. But when you're born from above, and you're born from above by the operation of God, and that was done 2,000 years ago, and once it's done, it's done. Once you're a child, you can't not be a child. And once you're a child of God, you have eternal life. And the only way to enter in is by obeying. You hear what God says, you obey it. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead, says you're going to be saved. That's it. And that's the operation of God. God operates on you. And he said, that's it. Save one. It's easy, isn't it? Hmm? Dead easy. I, I think it's easy anyway. One thing I said to people when I was in uh, Venezuela, just look in my eyes. I can see in the eyes where faith is. You can. Paul looked on pe people and saw. Peter saw and perceived. Paul saw and perceived. You know, they said to the man at the gates of the temple, look on us. There's an important thing in looking. Do you know that? Paul looked and perceived he had faith to be healed. Where did the faith come from? It came from hearing the good news. There's a great, great secret in where you look how you look he used to call me the man with the eyes I used to go and look in the mirror think what, what's wrong with my eyes you know why do they call me the man with the eyes because everyone's got eyes but they used to think I could read their minds they were right but I can only do it when God told me not not as a gift but only when God told me I could tell you I could read off a life I could tell them what they did when they were two when they were four when they were six right through their life but I found that frightened people they began to all hide their faces so I stopped doing it but it doesn't mean I can't stir up the gift so don't think you can get away with it because I can you know if I really have to I can stir up the gift and it's there but I don't have to but God's here he's taken away all barriers he's forgiven you all trespasses he's dealt with every devil and demon and principality and power he's taken away every obstacle he's even dealt with the you John you're dead you're buried with him. He's risen. You rose in him. So there's nothing can stop you from living in the fullness of God's glory, presence and power. Nothing can stop you this night. No devil, no demon, no sickness, no mental problem, no nothing can prevent you from living in what God intends for you. That is the truth. That is the good news we bring. 
That is the gospel. And the choice is, do you want to obey it? Do you want to obey it? And the obedience is, you choose to live the way God intends. You say, right, if that's so, I'm not going to disbelieve my God, I'm going to believe what he says, and from this moment on, thank you. And in saying thank you, you just live free. That's easy. Isn't it? And it's the operation of God. God will do an operation on you. God's operate. I don't know how God operates. Never have, never will. But isn't it wonderful? Huh. Our God is here. I believe it with all my heart. If you believe what I've said and it's the word of faith which we preach, your problems are over. Now, if you don't want to obey, that's fine. That's your choice. But tonight, it's your night. Don't look around at other people. Doesn't matter what anyone else does tonight. Matters between you and God. Close your eyes. Let me ask you in Jesus' name. If Jesus Christ has forgiven you all your trespasses, he's dealt with all your sin. He's taken every disease and sickness into his own body and died to it. He rose the third day from the dead. He's taken out of the way everything. The handwriting of ordinances that was against us. He took it out of the way. There's nothing can stop you tonight from living in the benefit, the full benefit of a full salvation, body, soul, and spirit. You're buried with him in baptism. And like as Christ was raised from the dead, you're raised up by the operation of God. There's nothing can stop it. That's what the Bible says. And God is true. All your fears can go. All your guilt will go. Your condemnation will go. This night, you can respond to this God. You can say to him, hey, I'm going to obey this gospel. I'm going to obey it. For the first time in my life, I can make a choice to obey. The power's yours. The truth is yours. The word I believe. And if you know inside yourself <laughs> you need to shake off those chains I just want you to do something keep your eyes closed all of you it's no one else's business but if you know that's you and the Holy Ghost has got inside you and you know things have got to change I just want you where you are just quietly just to raise your right hand
I want to pray with you. Just stand. There's healing. There's deliverance. Father, I just thank you for each one who stood. Lord, you know the heart. You try the reins of the heart. You know the needs of the life. I thank you, Jesus, that your word is true. Nothing can stop these dear ones from finding all that they need in you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, there's healing, there's health, there's freedom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now I want you just, you that stood, to put your hand on your chest. Put your hand on your chest. I want you to say after me, Dear Lord Jesus. Now speak it out. Dear Lord Jesus. This night, I believe your word. I'm going to obey your word. I receive my forgiveness for every sin, every trespass. It's over. It's as though I never sinned in my life. It's dealt with at Calvary. Thank you for forgiving me. Lord Jesus, thank you. You took all my sicknesses, all my bondages, into your own body. They have no power over me. No bondage has a power. From this day, I'm free. I believe you. I accept it. It's your word. It's true. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.